A show like no other. I'm not talking about the Grammy Awards. I'm talking about the Super Bowl halftime show. And we're joined now by music commentator extraordinaire Eric Alper. Eric, great to talk to you. We used to see each other all the time in the TV days. Glad to talk to you on the radio. Yeah, happy to do it. What else are we going to do at 7.30 in the morning <laughs> on a Sunday except talk about, you know, the biggest game in the world? Biggest game in the world, the biggest stage in the world. So big, in fact, for these stars who 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 take on the responsibility and the privilege of entertaining hundreds of over 100 million people around the world that they don't even take a paycheck for taking the <laughs> stage. Yeah. And top uh, and on top of that, they have to pay for all the expenses. So if you want to have a hundred backup dancers, that's cool. You're the one that's actually paying for it. And, you know, this is a far, far cry from when the first halftime Super Bowl game was essentially just like marching bands and drill teams and up with people and very, very. I remember awesome, up with people. But, yeah, but small town, yeah. small time entertainers. And now, of course, it's one of the biggest thing that can launch yeah. tours and albums and essentially solidifies you as a superstar forevermore. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, so just, just to put a, a more fun of a point on it, it, it it's going to cost you what it's going to cost you to put on your show, but you're going to make it back in some way. That's the power of the Super Bowl halftime show. But take us back to the beginning. When, when did things change? When did they go from that, the rah-rah of a marching band to what we see today, closer to what we see today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all those early shows were essentially just intermission. They were focusing more on the traditional forms of entertainment rather than the, these massive productions that we see today. But it all changed back in 1993 when Michael Jackson's performance at the Super Bowl really set a new standard. It turned it into a must-see event because of his showmanship, all the hit songs that he was able to cram into a 13-minute segment. And that garnered weeks and months worth of hype for his performance so that led to a huge viewership and it's all fed upon itself and since then you've had diana ross and aerosmith and britney spears and nsync and u2 in the 90s and 2000s and that's where it started to become a must watch event reaching a broader audience than just those people who want to watch a football game but exactly in order to bring in that many viewers you've got to give them more reasons to watch than just Hey, here's the final game of the season. You've got you've got to bring in music fans. You got to bring and of the music fans, you've got to have different types of music. We got Reba McIntyre who's performing the national anthem. Uh, you've got Usher performing the halftime show, and he himself has said that there are going to be other people joining him on stage. Now, where do you land, Eric, on having a single star perform versus having a, a sort of a a massive central star who then brings on their friends? Yeah, what's interesting about this year, so Usher is performing in the halftime game, and so I think that he's going to follow the the steps of the last number of years where he brings on those featured guests because they were the ones that actually are featured on the songs that they do. Yeah. So Alicia Keys has already been confirmed that she's going to be one of the special guests, and her and Usher did a song called My Boo um, a number of years ago. And there's also Lil John and Ludacris that actually might show up as well because they collaborated with him. So the more that they get into the rap and the hip-hop and the pop music, then you end up 
with a whole bunch of hit songs that feature other artists. So it only makes sense to do it. It didn't make sense for Bruce Springsteen or you two to kind of bring on special guests, even though that some did when you brought in like say Katy Perry for Coldplay or Beyonce for Coldplay. It, it, those were kind of like above and beyond. But I think when you get into the kind of music where it's almost expected that you have a feature on your track, then that's when you have to start bringing in people. And the more the merrier. I mean, Usher is not going to be forgotten. No, no matter who he brings on there. Yeah, he well, he is still to this day, 30 years after his career started, he is still one of the great showmen. Uh, in uh, in music. I'm talking with Eric Alper. Uh, we're talking Super Bowl halftime shows. And, um, you know, yesterday we were going through our list. Uh, of, of me, me and my producers, we were talking about our favorite halftime shows. What are your, what are some of your high watermarks in halftime shows? Yeah, I think number one is, has to at least be in the top three for anybody. But my number one is going to be Prince. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he was riding just a wave of success and during, um, during his performance it was raining and i don't know if this story is true because it's been often told but i hope it is but during um a couple of seconds before he was going on he asked the producers if they could make it rain harder <laughs> thinking that they can control the weather That's because awesome. it was such an amazing performance and the rain actually kind of added this mystique to it so you know you have to put him up there bruno mars is great you know, like Usher, mm -hmm. just hit after hit after hit. Beyonce's was amazing. Shakira's was amazing. Lady Gaga. You know, this is, I mean, uh, you're talking about Usher. Like, he must be the most underappreciated um, celebrity and musician out there. He just finished a hundred show residency in Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a brand new album out that came out on Friday called coming home. Um, the single good, good has racked up tens of millions of, of streams. Uh, he should really be in the rock and roll hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, he's 45 years old, but he's been doing this for so long that I think he's kind of underappreciated when it comes to music. So Eric, yeah, but Eric, don't you think this is the biggest one? Don't yeah, you think this ahead. is the perfect opportunity to reframe that conversation people are going to be reminded of who he is i mean the the bumps in 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 um re record sales as well as streams yeah. is astronomical after a, um a home run of a performance at the Su a super bowl show yeah. so much so that's that's why they're willing to take eat the cost of the show isn't it yeah, especially because he's going to be embarking on a North American tour that hits Toronto uh, in September, on September 2nd and 3rd at Scotiabank Arena. And so this is a perfect time to not only move tickets, but also increase that demand for potentially more shows, putting more money back into his pocket. So, um, uh, you know, we were talking about our favorite shows. I think for my money, based on what you said about Michael Jackson sort of changing the game, to me, that puts him at the top of the list for, for best halftime shows. In the same way that when people ask me what's my favorite Marvel movie, I say it's got to be the original Iron Man because without that, yeah. you don't have all the other ones that come afterwards. If that show had been a dud, we would not be talking the same way today about the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, and especially because the 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 NFL is really really good at tradition, and it's really great at looking at the future too. So the addition of the screens and the pyrotechnics yeah. and the stage design are now kind of commonplace. Where you have thirteen minutes to blow a hundred million people's minds of all different sizes and race and creeds and cultures and and all of that. 
um, it, it's a really tough gig to do and there's a lot of pressure on it, but that's why they get the people that they do because they're kind of excited and not a whole lot of, of phasing um, going on backstage. I mean, look, Usher is probably waking up going, let me at that stage. Yeah. And let's not forget that stage doesn't exist a few minutes before. And then once the show is over, <laughs> right. it's gone as well. Cause you got to put on a football game, the logistics involved in putting that think- stage together uh, I, uh, are must be, otherworldly i think that they should leave it on there just it, it'll make the game that much more exciting if you trip over usher's dancer that's a penalty that's it. <laughs> eric we only have a, about a minute left but you know we've been talking about all the good stuff do you have in your expert opinion shows that just miss the mark um no it, it's one of those things well here i'll, I'll answer it this way I think during the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake performance uh, back in 2004 with the wardrobe malfunction, I'll just say that I think Janet Jackson got the Ross deal in entertainment history, um, or at least close to the way that she was treated afterwards just reeked of sexism and racism. And I, I don't think that she was treated fairly for what happened. I, I don't. Yeah. I was know? so I was actually on the other side of the field. I was covering it for CTV, and so mm. I didn't. I didn't actually see that part until much, much later. Now, and I agree. What happened afterwards was sexism and racism, especially because Justin Timberlake was, re, was invited back into the tent, and and, yeah. and Janet was nowhere to be found. But I was always struck with the surprise that everybody felt. I mean, that they call it a wardrobe mal- malfunction, but that thing was a, a tearaway piece that was done by design. Yeah, he didn't just rip it; it fell off by design. So both of them had to be in on it. They both made and that choice together. However, the impact on her career far different than his. Yeah, and the NFL, I have absolutely no doubt, knew what they were going to do. You don't just arrive at the Super Bowl halftime show and surprise even the people that are paying. Yes, you know, paying all the players and that like people knew, and I think that they just got really, really scared. But imagine if it happened today; it would be. It would be absolutely chaos, yes, especially on social media. <laughs> Eric Alper, thank you so much for priming the pump and getting us ready for what is going to be one of the biggest shows of the year. We appreciate it. Thanks, Ben.